Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show reveal God in new ways. We look in the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find aha moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on the God in Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site. Please also subscribe on YouTube where you will find some special bonus materials from our show guests. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Cynthia Parsons Commercial Real Estate, Cibolo Family Medicine, Tusculum Brewing, and T. David Phillip, CPA. Today features four of our prior guests in a theme pack, a show with similar themes and topics. Our guests today in order of appearance are Lisa Fullerton, owner of Auntie Anne's and Cinnabon in San Antonio, Dr. Sarah Stewart, owner of Cibolo Family Medicine, Amy House, CEO of the business and marketing consulting firm Growing Out Loud Darlin, and Judy Bragg, owner of Bragg Resources. The theme of our show today is living in the present. So many of our guests shared that they admire the way their dogs live in the present. We hear often we can't change the past. The future has not arrived yet. So live in the present with God and trusting him to heal the past and lead us into our future. As I dug deeper into the dog stories, an additional story emerged. Many dogs are just like us. They live in the present but are troubled by past events. Good experiences influence our dogs, of course, but some stories reveal early trauma, resulting in holes in their hearts. This is especially true with our rescue dogs. Let's begin with Lisa Fullerton. Since her dogs grew up in her family, brokenness was not a part of their past. Lisa spent time training and developing trust with her dogs. In return, her dogs set an example for living in the present. So when I look back at the way our dogs have transformed our lives, it's really hard not to make the connection that time spent in community with God has done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, community, it's, it's a big deal. Relationship, community, 
you can't expect your dog to read your mind. You need to spend time with them and you need to train with them. Same with God. We can't read God's mind unless we know who God is, right? That's exactly right. And spending time daily in those relationships that you want to get closer to is really the only way that you can receive you know, relational intimacy and knowledge of that person. And I would spend the same time with my husband or my children or those people that I want to get to know better. And I think it's absolutely key to a healthy relationship. And the other thing that I think of, thinking about training, it's not just getting to know each other, but their willingness after they trust you to submit to the sit or the stay that you might know a little bit more than they do about the situation. Well, and by experiencing my dog's submission to my commands, it reminds me that God wants me to submit to his commands for my life as well. But to understand those commands, I have to understand his design for humankind. That's so true. It's a view. It's a contextual thing. It's, it's not God just singling out, Lisa, today, this is what I want you to do. It's an overarching theme. It's not just one thing that he expects from one person and then something else from somebody else and so forth. Well, I think we should be comforted by the fact that it is the same for all of us, and I don't have to navigate the uniqueness. Maybe unique to my design and how God designed me and with the attributes he's, he's allowed me to utilize, but, um, you know, all of us were made in his image. So Amago Dei says we were made in his image, and our purpose in life should be to honor that design and engage in a lifelong study of what that means. You know, your personalities of your dogs... They were all different, and so the way you interacted with them was a little bit different. Each of us are different, right? And so God's interacting with us in the way that best suits us. Well, and and knowing how we respond. Right. And so you're right. Each of our dogs had a a different attribute that I found either easier or harder to work with. And, And like people and children, you have to treat them all a little bit differently because how they respond is different. So there's really nothing negative about training then, is there? No, I think training shows respect and love, not only for the pet, but also for the relationship. I think it's healthy to have boundaries. I think it's healthy for us to have boundaries. And I I feel the more I understand about my boundaries, um, the more freedom I have to work within those boundaries. And if I live according to those boundaries, how rich and blessed my life really can be. Because... We don't have the answers to everything. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. All we really have is now. So how can we live that out right now? And that's one of the things I really admire about my dogs. They're just right there. And that's all they really care about is right here, right now. Well, and how unconditional that they are that they, you know, I can bark at my dog to move because I'm trying to get into the kitchen and prepare dinner. And he has this Bentley has this knack for finding the center of the room. Of course. (laughs) So there's our golden retriever. Uh So when I, excuse the pun, but when I bark at him to move, uh, you know, he moves and five minutes later, he's forgotten everything. And, And I wish relationships could be a little bit more like that, where we were forgiving and we're easy to forget when someone has easily offended us. And I've thought that with a couple of the dogs that we had that we had to put down, that the love in their eyes, as if they didn't think they were finished and who would protect us, just the soft submission and the gentleness. I I think I'm in awe about dog's behavior and wish humans could model that. And it is kind of interesting to me how they seem to forget, but if there's 
Something that's really harsh. I not necessarily had total rescue dogs, but with a rescue dog, sometimes they do have a memory and it is difficult to get them to be able to overcome that. One of our dogs right now has gotten better, but he's still very fearful. So the, the ability of them to forgive the small things, I think, is really great, and we can learn a lot from that. But I think in some ways, dogs are just like humans. We can be forgiving, but forgetting is probably not always in the cards. You know, our oldest daughter uh, has a rescue lab, and they discovered he was fearful of men wearing baseball caps. Oh, yeah. And so they said it's interesting how he can be great with the kids and then... Uh, or either, even other dogs, but a man, especially with a baseball cap. So as good as he is, you know, in the in the daily, there's still some fear based on his experience. And, and yeah. I think we all really probably can speak to having some things in our past that, that make it difficult to forgive and forget. Lisa found giving her dogs boundaries created more freedom in their lives. She finds living within God's boundaries creates a richer, fuller life for herself. If you want to hear more of Lisa Fullerton's stories, go to GodInOurDogs.com forward slash listen, and her show is number 115. Next, we hear from Dr. Sarah Stewart. Her family is very close to her sister's rescue dog, Trip. Training and persistence paid off, and Trip blossomed. Now, Tripp was a shelter dog, wasn't he, Dr. Yes. Stewart? So tell us about, was he a happy, friendly guy, or did he have some issues? You could tell he was a sweet dog, but you could also tell that there was some trauma there. Yeah. He was very skittish. He was scared. He, he was nervous, was oftentimes afraid of men. Mm-hmm. And there would be a lot of just constant barking. I think he just didn't know how to handle his surroundings. A challenge sometimes because you don't know the background of those rescue dogs to you. And so how has your sister worked with him over time? I'm very proud of my sister. She's a psychotherapist, so she does counseling. So she was like perfect pair for Trip. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so she would, she really provided a safe place for him and she loved on him. She never used fear as for training. Uh-huh. She never spanked or slapped him. She redirected and rewarded, Mm -hmm. and she did a great job with that. And now he's comfortable around men. He's loving. He lets my kids play with him. He's running around just having a good time. So Uh there was a huge transformation. I mean, it took... It took a couple of years or maybe at least a year and a half to get through that. But with persistence, she was able to make him a new dog. How has that kind of changed how you view your relationship with God from the standpoint of training? So my sister worked with Trip a lot. She she used a lot of her techniques that she learns in school and also just her loving character you know, to, to help heal him. And oftentimes when training, we think that we can do it all on our own and are we doing enough to to increase our relationship with God you know are we doing certain things to bring us closer to heaven are we meeting all the check boxes mm-hmm. but really we just need to rely on him and his word and if we know him he brings us light and we're no longer walking in the darkness so really with training it's just it's about repetition about keeping that relationship solid mm-hmm. and connected you know, he even tells us to be anxious about nothing. In medical school, I was 
anxious a lot. You know, am I studying enough? Am I doing enough? I mean, you could spend all day. I mean, I was spending 80 hours a week between school and studying. Um, but actually, Colin came into my life during that time, and he showed me the relationship that I could have with God. And he taught me that you don't have to be anxious, that he takes all of that. And I think that's really when I started to understand I can have a relationship with God and I can give him my worries and he can help heal me and guide me. Mm-hmm. So you kind of touched on a little bit. How has that affected your approach as a doctor? Well, in a lot of ways. I pray for my patients a lot, especially the ones that are suffering or having troubles. And oftentimes I can take the burden of feeling responsible for, okay, I need to do the healing. I need to fix this. I don't have all those tools God does. And so I pray that God heals them and brings them comfort and peace and and also calms their anxieties of, mm-hmm. of their suffering. And I, I really find healing with God in, in the work that I do. Learning we can't do it on our own brings a closer relationship with God and the rewards of living in the present. To hear more from Dr. Stewart, go to godandourdogs.com forward slash listen and her show is number 133. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, gotinourdogs.com, with bonus material inspired by show guests on the Want a Treat page. Check out the show website for regular updates, resources, and thoughts to ponder. That's gotinourdogs.com for lots of treats. This is Curtis Bissonette, and we are listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Our show is a theme show today with stories about living in the present. Our guests today, in order of appearance, are Lisa Fullerton, owner of Auntie Anne's and Cinnabon in San Antonio, Dr. Sarah Stewart, owner of Cibolo Family Medicine, Amy House, CEO of business and marketing consulting firm Growing Out Loud Darlin, and Judy Bragg, owner of Bragg Resources. We heard from Lisa Fullerton and Dr. Sarah Stewart before the break. Our next guest is Amy House. Amy adopted two dogs, Cooper and Siri. Cooper was a joyful dog, trusting Amy to meet his needs and living in the present. Siri is not ready to leave the past in the past. So I I think probably the first thing that I would say that I notice is that Cooper and Siri probably remind me of Christians, right? They After we've accepted our salvation through Christ and our relationship with him, Cooper reminds me of the kind of Christian that accepts that salvation and realizes the freedom and the joy that our salvation gives to us and that he experiences life almost as if it's new and bright and shiny and that the the haze has been lifted from his past and he can just go forward and have the best life possible and that that's what God wants for each and every one of us. Siri experiences her quote-unquote salvation a little bit differently. While she accepts that she's been saved into our family and that she's provided for, she's loved, she has a place of security, there is something about Siri that can't let go of her past. 
And even though absolute ultimate freedom is being offered to her, absolute ultimate joy is being shown to her, she's not quite 100% ready to understand that the past is the past and, and I need to let that be and enjoy the blessings that God is providing going forward. And I think when I watch the two of them, while I, I have loved both of them, I recognize that I really want to be more like Cooper. That as a Christian, I want to recognize the joy that we get from our salvation, our relationship with God, and that those past things are not being held against us, and that he offers such such life. I mean, he, he says it in his word, I give you life, I give it to you abundantly. I think Cooper lived life abundantly, and I think if I were to say anything, it would be that. I also think that Cooper and Siri, very much in their interaction with each other, while they have learned to live, they learned to live together, I can only imagine that Cooper, in a dog way, was always trying to say, come on, let's have a little fun. Let's go chase that squirrel. Mom's still going to be here. We've got safety and security. Let's do the thing. And I, I can only imagine Siri always reminding him, but, but, and I, I'm not sure if that wasn't frustrating for him. And I think even within our churches and our communities of faith, um, we can all identify that person that we just would love to embrace the joy that they're being given through Christ. And and you wonder why they can't. And the other thing that makes me think about, too, based on some of our earlier conversations, Siri when she's scared, she seeks you out. Yes. And so that question in our mind, when, when we're scared, who do we seek out, number one? And is that the only time we seek him out? out? Yeah. Right. So. You know, it, it's, it's always funny. We, like I said, we've always worked from home since we started our business years ago. Cooper, as long as he knew where you were in the house, he didn't have to be with you. In fact, more times than not, we could find him looking out the back door, watching squirrels out the window. He had places that he liked to be in the house. He didn't have to be with you. Siri, we actually have to pay attention to where she's at because we can roll our office chairs back over her. Kind oh, of wow. Thing. So she is right there with you at all times. We can always tell when about 5 or 6 o'clock comes in the evening if we've worked too long. She starts getting up like, can we leave this room? But she won't leave it without you, right? She's giving you the signal, I'm kind of tired of being in this room. We've been in here long enough today. But she won't go in other parts of the house unless we go in other parts of the house. I think when we think about seeking God, we need to recognize that like Cooper, God is with us no matter what room of the house we're in. And that we have access to him through the Holy Spirit at all times, everywhere we go. In fact, we are... We are so blessed in that because when you think about the people of the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit hadn't come yet. Right. right. Um, and so it's it's a huge blessing that we have. Siri hasn't quite figured out that she doesn't have to stay right next to me physically in order to have me with her. Amy so beautifully illustrates experiencing God and living in his presence is the key to living in the present. If you want to hear more about Amy House's experiences and insights, go to GodInOurDogs.com forward slash listen, and her show is number 109. Our final guest today is Judy Bragg. What happens as our relationships with God and our dogs grow? We want to spend time together being present with one another. 
Judy tells us about her approach to abiding with God and one another. Well, when your personality is more of a striver than a biter, I would always say, am I striving or am I abiding? Uh-huh. And because it is important to abide. And, you know, it, goes, it reminds me when I had uh, Boo and I, Boo and I, when I would do my studies at night or I'd be spending time with the Lord and Boo would come and sit across my lap and it was so peaceful. It was just so nice. And it made me, one time I was studying my Bible and doing some journaling and it made me realize it was like, wow, this is how God wants us. He wants us just to hang out with him mm-hmm. and just to be with him. We don't have to be doing anything. And it just, it was just this perfect picture of, we don't have to strive. Here I was, you know, Boo was with me. I was there. We were all quietly spending time. I was spending time with the Lord. I was just abiding in him. Mm -hmm. How do we make time from striving to abide? (laughs) That's a good question. I think the first thing is you have to be aware you're striving. That's, that's such a good point. Yeah. And sometimes when you're striving, it's hard to become aware because you're striving so much. When you start stressing out, when you're, I think the stress level, when you're doing, when you're stressing, that if you can figure out a trigger there to remember, okay, I'm stressing here. I need to go back and I need, I must be striving. I'm I'm taking Mm -hmm. it into my own hands. I'm doing it myself. I'm not turning it over to to God. Let him handle it for me. Yeah. I I think about you know, the popular kind of end stuff, you know, self-care and all that sounds a little touchy-feely, but stress has been proven over and over again to be so hard on our bodies. Oh, it's very hard. And um, I think there's a reason why God designed abiding. He wants to be with us and that keeps that stress down and out of our lives if we're connecting with him, doesn't it? Right. It was interesting because yesterday I was having to make a decision on something and I, I didn't have peace about it. And I remember I have this, I keep a lot of things written down. I actually have a to-do list in my phone where I have different prayers and scripture. And one of it, it came to my mind, okay, I was realizing, okay, I'm feeling anxious here. So I need to turn it over to the Lord. And it was interesting because one of the things I've written down is, okay, whenever you feel anxious, that's the time you turn it over. Okay, I'm not abiding, I'm striving. And also reminding myself that God's bigger than this decision I need to make. Mm-hmm. And if I go to him, which is what I did, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm not sure the right answer here, but you do. You know the answer. So guide my steps. Show me that. But I had to realize I was stressing out, which I learned, I've learned now how to do that. And and then I was able to turn it over to him. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I didn't, that turnaround time wasn't as quick. Yeah, It sometimes could take, I might stress for a day or two. And then I would go, oh, yeah, you're supposed to turn it over to God because it doesn't happen automatically. And then once you do and you start walking in that mode, then your timeline of where you're stressing and turning in, when you're going into the strive mode and abiding becomes less time. Mm -hmm. You can usually turn it around and give it to him a little bit quicker. Sometimes we're not aware. And and there's folks that have never been taught that. I wasn't taught that growing up. Mm-hmm. That was a lesson Neither I learned. Neither was I. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lesson I learned a number of years ago. And right. I look back at all the lessons he's taught me. And I remember when he first brought that concept to me and how it's developed over the years. And he's brought different people into my life to be able to grow that and make me understand it to where I am able to turn it around quicker. As Judy points out, living in the present gives the opportunity to recognize stressful situations and invite God to help us in our circumstances. For more from Judy Bragg, go to godandourdogs.com forward slash listen and her show is number 123. 
In many ways, learning to live in the present requires time, training, and persistence. These work together to produce a trusting relationship with God, just like the example of Tripp and Cooper working with their humans to heal from past experiences We can work with God to heal our heart holes and live with God in the present. Thank you, Lisa Fullerton, Sarah Stewart, Amy House, and Judy Bragg for your insights about living in the present. Before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. I'd like to think I live in the present. God worked with me through the years to heal my heart holes and not dwell in the past. I have a feeling the work of healing our hearts is never complete. So I ponder, what experiences pull me out of the present into the past? Maybe I need to work with God to heal those memories so I can live in the present with Him. Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Ben Adam Architect, Celeste, the Dinger Trading Company, and Turf Masters. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn page at God and Our Dogs and click follow. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com.